Good morning, and you're listening to Giving Back on Radio Blue Mountains 89.1 FM. This is Elizabeth Hart. Today, we are going to be speaking with Holly from Dare Disability Support. Let's start with our interview. Hi, Holly. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic today. A little bit tired. (laughs) Glad the wind stopped, though, and it's not raining, so the day is going to be fantastic no matter what. Why don't we start with you telling us a bit about uh, yourself and what you do and uh, Dare Disability Support? Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm Holly um, and I work at Dare's Disability as their Marketing and Communications Coordinator. Um, so Dare's actually celebrating its 60th year this year. Um, and basically it started as a group of parents 60 years ago wanting to help ch- their children with disabilities and it's just evolved since then. Um, so we currently have 150 able-bodied employees, 48 supported employees and 45 supported independent living residents. Um, so we do offer supported independent living services. Um, we have our ADE, which is our Australian Disability Enterprise, um, and it just provides meaningful employment to people with a disability. Um, and this includes things like packaging and assembly, woodwork, um, stakes and pegs, ground maintenance crews and also book covering. Um, And we also offer community activities and recreation and leisure services and coordination of supports. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. So with independent living, um, what level of disability do you usually work with and what type of services do you assist them with to get them living their own best life? Yep, so we have 14 houses across the Blue Mountains with 45 residents um, and these people usually have 24-7 care. Um, so there's you know, someone working with them 24-7 just to assist them with daily tasks such as cooking, cleaning, showering, their shopping um, and also getting them to and from work. A lot of them do work with us or they participate in the day programs with us as well. Okay. So is this something that they are paying for themselves or is it something that's paid for by your charity or NDIS funded? How do yeah, they yeah. So it's all out? NDIS funded. All our residents have an NDIS okay. plan. Excellent. And then with the employment, obviously, mm-hmm. um, like you said, you mentioned the list of types of jobs they do. So these are pretty hands-on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have our ground crew, um, which are usually booked out like three months in advance throughout the mountains, which is great. Um, and they do things like landscaping, lawn mowing, decks, weeding, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then we have a like quite a successful stakes and pegs business. So we have people um, cutting the stakes, painting them, and they go out to surveyors, contractors, councils all over the state. Right. Um, and then we also have our contracts and packaging crew. So they kind of um, refurbish um, products like kettles, toasters, stuff like that with the incorrect plugs. Um, They're sorting out homeware, stuff like that. Um, And we have our book covering crew. So they um, contact all the books for the Penrith Library, the Hawkesbury Library, stuff like that. That's amazing. Um, We will talk a little bit more about that opportunity because that's one way that I know the community can help you. Yeah, definitely. These services are available for hire and we'll talk about it in the second half of the show, talking about how you can get involved and how you can get in touch with them to hire um, some of these lovely people to help you out and, you know, give back a little bit to them. Yep. Uh, support coordination. You guys work a lot with the NDIS. Yes, yes. We are very heavily in, in touch with the NDIS. <laughs> um, and basically we have a lovely team of ladies um, doing our coordination of supports and they just help people that have an NDIS plan get the most out of it. So access the services that will best help them achieve yeah. what they want to. Okay. And do the... I would assume that they work with the family members and um, social workers and stuff that deal with 
your yeah. clients in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, sometimes it's parents, sometimes it's um, guardianship, family members, all sorts of people, but yeah. All right. So you're not just giving support to the individuals, it's also their families. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. Okay, amazing. Um, what kinds of social and recreational activities do you guys put forward? Yeah, so we have a um, community um, activities centre-based at our site in Springwood. Um, so they do things like cooking, karaoke, puzzles, painting, all that sort of stuff. Um, but they also access the community, so they go to Tempin Bowling, they love horse riding, uh, they do go to swimming, but it has been a bit cold recently, <laughs> so yes. hopefully it warms up in summer for them to go back and do that. Um, and then we also have a rec and leisure group. It's kind of been a bit on hold because of COVID, but now that things are opening up, um, they go down to Sydney, they go to the markets, they go to footy games. We have a lot of very um, keen Panthers fans, so they try to get down to the footy while they can. Um, and yeah, just all sorts of stuff. They go for weekly dinners, they have pizza nights, all that sort of stuff. Okay. So, Holly, when, for the people who are listening at home or online or from my website, hint, hint, um, what, for the people who have um, family members or friends with disabilities in their lives, what level of disability does your um, charity support? Yeah, so our organisation covers um, people with all levels of disabilities. So we have people with quite profound disabilities that live with us in our residential homes. They uh, require 24-7 care. Um, And we also have people that work with us full-time as supported employees, but they just have a more mild intellectual disability. So we kind of cover the full range. Okay. So if people are wondering whether or not you have something that they can to offer them personally, um, obviously they can go to your website, which is daredisability.org.au. Mm-hmm. Is there a number they can call or um, yes. is the website the best? Um, yeah. So yeah, website, our website covers everything. It has all the information on it. Um, we also have our Facebook page, which is quite handy. We put up, uh, you know, posts a couple of times a week about what our team have been up to. So that might give them an idea Excellent. on what you can experience at DARE. Okay, cool. Um, now, I saw on your website, doing a bit of my own little research, <laughs> I saw your um, your Are You Inclusive project. Can we yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So the Are You Inclusive project is something we're really proud of at DARE. Um, and it's something that was created a couple of years ago to try help um, not just our clients, but everyone in the community with a disability, um, just help them better access the community. Um, So from our research, we found out that one in 20 people have what we call an invisible disability. So if you're looking at them, you might not think that they are disabled, but they might have an intellectual disability such as autism. Um, And this just often makes it harder for them to access things in the community that we find quite easy, just like going shopping. Mm. Um, So we piloted the Are You Inclusive project to um, create resources to help businesses better assist these customers because one in 20 is quite a fair chunk of their Mm. target audience I guess you would say um so yeah we've got a we did some research found out what would be best how we could best assist these people um so I know we have over 150 businesses in the mountains that have currently signed up which is absolutely fantastic but we're always looking for more businesses to join the group um so basically you can head to areyouinclusive.org.au but there's a free online training program you just register your business um and then there's a training program it only takes about 15 minutes to do um and if you and your employees want to do that it just walks 
you through ways that you can better assist people with intellectual disabilities in your shop. Um, so just giving them a bit of extra time if they're at the register, um, not singling them out, like don't talk to them like they're a child. They just might need that little bit of extra time to process things, um, better, better signage so they can read things, um, just stuff like that. But the training program covers everything. It's really great and it only takes about 15 minutes to do. That's it. I, I would really recommend that everyone get out there and do that. Even like try to find a way to is there a way to do it if you're not actually in a business can you just do yeah the yeah lesson so as an individual when you're completing the training it does ask you to uh fill in which, which business you work for but if your mm. business isn't registered that's fine everyone i would recommend just everyone completing the training you get a little certificate to say you've done it and yeah. um obviously if you're not working in a business you probably don't need the certificate but it's just a good eye-opening experience for everyone just that's to, it. the certificate might not matter but just having that bit of information definitely with, like it's 15 minutes of your time but that could really make a difference to someone who's struggling out in public yeah yeah especially kind of I think this is especially important coming out of COVID because um, although a lot of our clients they don't deal with change very well so to be mm. locked up for six months like all of us have been in lockdown but it's especially hard on them and mm. then to come back out into the community a lot of them feel more comfortable shopping at places that they say have the are you inclusive sticker on it okay that's amazing we'll have to uh get the radio station on the uh, website yeah <laughs> definitely get, get, get us in there do some training um then the other thing that you had mentioned was the My Health, My Communication. This I hadn't read about, but it sounds fantastic. Like it sounds so important because I know that if like I've got children who are on the spectrum, if I have to ask them to communicate things with me sometimes, it's very difficult. Yeah. What is this? What is yeah, this? Yeah. So them? the My Health, My Communication project, uh, it launched last year. So it's a newer project um, and it's in um, conjunction with the Pain Health. And it's about helping people with disabilities um, when they go to the hospital or when they require medical treatment, just better communicate what they need, like what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spent a lot of time researching the best way to help support them in the hospital system. And we're current, like we um, conducted interviews, focus groups, surveys with um, care, like both carers, people that work in the hospitals and people with disabilities um, and we're in the process of creating a toolkit I guess you would call it um, of a way to assist people when they do go to the hospital um, just resources that better help them communicate what's wrong because often if they're in pain and they are someone that struggles with an invisible disability it is harder for them to communicate what actually might be wrong yeah I think it's really important with that to give them every possible helping hand that we can because that's the hardest thing it's like if you're in pain you're already distressed yeah that's and then on top of any issues they may already have like just getting them to say oh where does it hurt everywhere everything hurts yeah for them it could be very valid but you know it's good to get them um yeah because we found a lot of the time people I mean the healthcare was their workers were kind of just um bypassing their person themselves and trying to speak to their carers when often they can get the most valuable information from the person that's actually needing the treatment you you can't ignore that (laughs) it's just a bit more work but all right let's take another quick break and then when we come back we're going to talk to you about dare industries and Mm -hmm. how you can help out uh dare disability support within your community perfect We've been reviewing and going over and announcing all of the lovely things that Dare Disability Support does for the community between um, helping those with disabilities maintain independent living, find employment, support coordination with the NDIS and the government, and um, planning and hosting social and recreational activities, as well as the community um, Are You Inclusive project and the My Health, My Communication. So they do a lot for those with disabilities in our community. Um, I would really like to get into how we as a community can help you. So Holly, 
on your website, you have Dare Industries, which yep. we kind of mentioned in passing earlier when we talked about the, the employment and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But what is Dare Industries and how can people contact to hire yep. those Yeah, so uh, Dare Industries is obviously run by Dare Disability Support. Um, So we have 48 uh, supported employees that work with us at Dare Industries um, with a wide range of disabilities. Um, And basically, if your community is wanting to get in touch with us, uh, Dare Industries is our website. Um, And we have a quote request form on all of the services we offer. So if you just wanted to leave your details in that, um, we can get back to you. But basically, uh, we offer woodwork, um, stakes and pegs. I know that's not applicable to a large range of businesses, but if it if it is they are very high quality and so that'd be awesome um as i mentioned earlier our grounds and maintenance crew um we're always receiving great feedback from these guys so if you are looking for any lawn work garden work um outdoor work stuff like that i'd highly recommend getting in touch with us um, because they absolutely love getting out throughout the mountains um and also we have our book covering crew so um if you have any books that you need contacted we do do a lot of work for the hawkesbury and penrith libraries Um, And we have our packaging and assembling crews. So they, um, as I touched on, they repurpose uh, electrical appliances that might not be fitted correctly, um, as well as just general packaging and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, the website's probably the best place to find out all the information on that. Okay. So with the grounds crew mm-hmm. and the lawn lawn work and stuff, is that corporate like size jobs or is that individual houses? Who can contact yeah, you for uh, that? Yeah, so uh, we do all all types of jobs. So um, we do just one-off lawn mowing jobs. If someone's moving, they need their lawn mowed. Um, we do weekly maintenance for people who might just be uh, – they might live by themselves or they just don't have time to take care of their lawn. Um, we, we also do bigger jobs. If you're a business, you're looking for ongoing work or just a one-off job, such as like a deck repair or um, – landscaping anything like that basically all of the above okay that's great so um now i know who to contact because i'm too lazy to mow my lawn yeah well get in touch because <laughs> that is a constant problem um and then what was i gonna ask uh the pack uh the sorry the book covering and stuff mm-hmm. uh obviously you do a lot of work with the the public libraries yep. and that kind of thing but schools uh, playgroups, anyone who has a large number of books that's yes. going to a large number of people, consider it. If you haven't covered your books, maybe you should. COVID's a thing. You can spray them that yes, way. Yes, on, definitely. Guys. We found an increase since COVID because it's <laughs> Glen 20 all over them. So it. it doesn't doesn't go well on the covers of the book. Get them covered. Get, get them contacted. Industries. Let's do it. <laughs> um, you are a registered charity. So obviously, donations. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're a registered non-for-profit, so we rely really heavily on the support of our generous community programs such as this, just getting spreading the awareness. Um, but yeah, I'd say donations would be a big one for us. Mm. Um, so if you were wanting to donate, you can do that directly on our website. Um, you can make a general donation. All donations over $2 are tax deductible. Um, but we also have a page on our website on our donations page where you can donate towards a specific product or um, piece of equipment that our team might need. Um, so I know like our contracts crew they're looking for some um, new scales just to help weigh out everything to simplify the process for them Um, so you can donate to directly to that we're looking for some new vans for our community activities guys to get them out and about in the community after covid Um, yeah okay Uh, look guys daredisability.org.au go to the website check out what they do look you know give the donations help out with the activities and the projects that they're raising money for um, hire people when you can. Like I said, there we're all talking about you know sourcing things locally and being more yeah. eco representative. This is 
a humane extension of that. Like when you're thinking about hiring someone, when you've got a job to do, instead of going to the Uber like marketed, you know, yeah, definitely. I feel like is why not give someone a chance who might not get that chance otherwise. Exactly. And our, our team absolutely love coming to work. We have a couple of people that work with us. Um, and, you know, one of them said, like, oh, I, I love coming to Dare Industries because I have a job the same as my brother and sister have a job. So it makes them feel really included. Mm-hmm. Um, also on that, we do, as well as our stakes and pegs, we do have kindling, which is at a couple of um, petrol stations throughout the mountains. So if you see a Dare disability sign, I know coming into winter, you probably don't need kindling. But just for the future, we are at a few petrol stations throughout the mountains so it'd be great if you could support us that way as well so there you go i didn't even know that that (laughs) perfect so there there are a lot of ways to get involved and obviously i'll put up the links and all of that on my um, social media as well and they'll be on my website so if you go to givingbackrbm at uh sorry.com not at uh you can always find our most recent podcasts and our um anyone in the community who's been supporting the show and supporting the the local charities as well, like they all get a link on my website. So if you're looking for them and you can't remember the website, you can always come to mine. Perfect. So uh, thank you very much, Holly, for coming in today. I've enjoyed learning about this because I think there's so many opportunities for people to get more involved with this. I think it's yeah, important. thank you so much for having me and I really appreciate the opportunity to spread the awareness about what we do for the community. Mm. We do feel like we, we do as much as we can for people with disabilities so it's great to be able to spread the word about that. That's it. Uh, and guys, if you have any questions for Holly or anything, you can always feel free to get in contact with me and I can pass that along to her. Yeah, that'd be great. And uh, we can keep this, this helping hand going and trying to get everyone involved that can, we can. Thank you very much.